Welcome to Turn the Page. Design your dream career podcast with me, Tyann. And me, Kyla. This is the podcast we wish existed as we fantasized for a decade about trading our corporate jobs for a dreamy life of passion and travel. We're sharing all of the misperceptions that kept us plugged into the corporate matrix and rat race, including the falsehood that we had to completely start over from scratch versus simply turn the page. Welcome back, Page Turners. How are you, Tyann? Hello, everybody. Hi, Kyla. I'm okay. How are you? <laughs> you know, Cordae Brown used to always answer during the pandemic, I'm okay. And I always thought that was really powerful to just admit that everything is not rainbows and daisies. So I had a day yesterday where it was literally some of the highest of highs and the lowest of lows in the same day. And I think sometimes oh. when that happens, it's a reminder of the uh of the contrast right and and actually in the contrast there is beauty because we i think we appreciate the exciting celebratory moments more when we've had some of the contrast so i appreciate you well i'm yeah i'm hyper aware that just asking you know hey how are you doing and expecting the socially acceptable response back i'm like oh i'm great how are you and i know very well that person's not great um and so, like, gosh, at what point did it become not okay to actually talk about how we feel um, or to be, you feel societally pressured into having to slap a smile on your face and be like, everything's super and I'm falling apart inside. So trying to be more realistic. Yes. And that's a great segue into what we're going to talk about today, because Last Sunday um, was what they call National Quitters Day in America. And so they've done research and they have found that and that's when the majority of people quit the gym after the New Year's resolutions. Right. So now's the time to go join. (laughs) It'll be empty again now. Yeah, exactly. And so I was speaking at this women's event earlier this week and I was talking about the two things standing in your way um, that if, if you have not gotten traction on your an area of your goal for this year maybe your vision board there's usually two reasons that are standing in your way and I gave uh, the participants a couple questions to answer and I did it for myself on my book and it was so helpful to uh, remind myself about why I want to write the book what I hope it helps people do and so today Tyann and I wanted to talk about and kind of interview each other and talk about uh, our books. And it's as much for us as it is for you to, we want to continue to show you how the sausage is made because usually we see the end, someone's accomplishment, and we don't actually get to see what went into it. So we talked in a previous episode about how Tyann had a a thought in her head that she had to have a writing barn if she was going to (laughs) write this book. And so um, sometimes we have to, I thought I had to have an Excel spreadsheet like my friend Shilpi, he's about to have her fourth book come out. And yeah. what you and I both found is that we needed to write our books in a way that made sense for us and not follow someone else's pattern. And so we'll, we're going to talk a little bit more about our books today, again, as a way to continue the momentum and help our own brains uh, continue to move forward in the the writing process. So Tyann, you actually started your book 
quite a while ago. Um, and and it was going to be a business book. Is that right? Tell me a little about your, your initial start with the book. <laughs> well, and I hope this gives people permission, if nothing else. Like, let, let's just lay the groundwork that you're okay. Wherever you are, you're okay. And I mean, Kyla, you and I both have talked about having a book for as long as I've known us. And, you know, I'm sure with you too, it's morphed quite a bit in my head about what is it? And then every time it morphs, I felt, um, I felt bad about that. Like, oh, well, I, I shouldn't have one until I'm like fully baked on what the idea is. So you've seen that. Too. Maximizers, which one of the greatest things you told me about being a maximizer is that we have, we, our watch out area can be, there's always something better. And it's hard to, it can be sometimes hard to make a decision. And so I, I can imagine for both of us, this has been a challenge with the book. Absolutely. And so one thing, even the concept of um, capturing all your ideas and realizing that not all the ideas have to make it into, you know, this book. And so now one of my phrases is, well, that, that'll be the in the second book or whatever it is. And being okay with that, that like I don't have to solve all the world's problems and get everything in my head down in one place. Um, cause there's definitely dissonance between all these things are happening and how do I stuff it in? Yeah. So, um, so anyway, that, that'll be in the second book. Um, keep a note on your phone is my favorite thing. And like we talked about, you don't have a writing barn, Kyla, but you do have a, a notes app on your phone. <laughs> that's right. And that's how I'm literally writing my book uh, on my phone. I, which I love so much and same. I have a lot of notes on there. And, you know, okay, so take Shilpi, for example. And I met her at your apartment in Austin way, way back in a bunco night, I think. I mean, that was however many years ago that was. Maybe? That's how I met her. Okay. Yeah. And her writing is absolutely gorgeous. I mean, she's one of those writers that you read it and you're just like, oh, what elegant, what elegant prose and just the way she puts a story together. And so imagine, you know, we love Shilpi. Her writing is unbelievable and she has a spreadsheet. And then you're like, well, geez, until I have a spreadsheet, who am I? Um. You know, or I go spend the weekend with one of my uh, favorite authors who's got this gorgeous writing barn and gets up every day at five and then writes from five to ten. And I'm like, I'm I'm already defeated. <laughs> I'm tired. I don't have a writing barn. I'm already what defeated. A spreadsheet. I don't know. What, what would you use a spreadsheet for? Like, I don't even know how you would use that. But clearly it's working for her because her books are gorgeous. I think she used it to count words. I think that's and she had to write so many words each day. I think I think that was oh God, that was her. Like, goal. Oh but you know, she's an MBA. Oh, already already racist. I know, I know, but she's an MBA, and so that really appealed to her, right? And I think yeah. um, you and I, being lovers of curating information, uh, we love to you know continue. I loved your post the other day when you were talking about you, you know your uh, it's not ideation, it's. Um, oh, yeah. Having the strength of ideation, that kind of the brainstorming strength. Yes. Yes. And that you you were always keeping notes on your phone. And yeah. But in reality, those of us that have that strength, um, much like Brene Brown went and binged Law and Order for a weekend and did not write a lot and then wrote her whole book in a couple of yeah. days. 
we are processing, 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 and then it sort of comes out in the form of a book. But all of those things that we're doing on our phone are actually the beginnings. And I think we want you to know that that whatever way is your way when you're, you know, working towards your goal, whatever you feel comes naturally, whatever you feel drawn to, those are those natural inclinations that you want to keep marching toward. Yeah. So I think um, all of that, and I think that I also had this false belief that I have to fight in that, um, like, I'm going to get to wherever there is. <laughs> once I get there, I'm going to know all the things. Or once I get there, life is going to be great or whatever. Um, but there's no there. There, Life is is now. This is it. This is what's happening to us. Our work is a part of our life. Everything else is a part of our life. So um, to stop feeling like I have to get to wherever there is. And that's a big tenet of the book. And so an interesting thing that happened to me this past week is one of the writing exercises I've been going through is developing who's your avatar, which I know you're a big fan of. We do this a lot in our business and how this changes. And it might look different than what you think it is or what it started out to be. And when I first started writing, I was very much like my avatar's me. I'm writing for me. And I I wouldn't even go through the exercise because I was like, this is stupid. This is a waste of my time. I already know who it is and it's me. And then I had to get out of my own way. I'm like, fine, just do the dang exercise. And I did. And I'm like, it's not me. I mean, really, like it was an epiphany kind of thing. I'm like, what is happening? It's not me. And then I was like, dang it, those darn exercises work. <laughs> um, so, but that's an interesting thing too about, okay, well, if it's not you, who is it and what's happening and what's going on and how does that inform what's what's in the book or what's not in the book? But so much of my journey is for, especially women who by outward markers have achieved success in in whatever realm, if it's education, if it's a job, if it's a title, if it's even being in a relationship or what kind of car you drive or where do you live or all those things. Um, and and realizing that those are just external markers. They really don't do anything for your satisfaction. Um, and then I think we even feel more guilty sometimes when you do achieve those things and you don't feel satisfied. And then you're like, well, I can't even complain about this because I've gotten the the big prize. Um, you know, people are just going to say, oh, well, it sucks to be you. Um, mm-hmm. And so, and what do you do with that kind of thing? And then, you know, what would be a better thing to kind of mark progress against if it's not, what kind of handbag do I carry? Right. Wow. So, so I I love that um, oftentimes these podcasts are moments in time that Tyan and I find things about each other that we may not have known, um, because given how long we've known each other. I know. And so when I recently saw your email signature line and saw the name of your book, which I didn't know what the name was, I was so excited that, again, because we haven't talked about each other's books in right. several years. Um, so right. do you want to share what the name of your book is or is that going to come out in a different way or? Well, this is another thing, you know, by being kind of scared to say what it is and then think, I'm like, why would I be scared to say what it is? And um, part of me was like, well, what if it changes? And then the other part of me is I really felt like people would say, well, who are you to write that book? And so the title is A Life Aligned and we're working on the like colon 
end part of that, but it's a life aligned. And it's, um, it's that journey that I was just talking about, about, you know, how we go through life and why we feel, um, we feel like we're not in alignment. And then what kind of issues does that cause? Um, but there you go. And so one way I decided to just quiet that little voice was A, to put a post out on LinkedIn. And even the first line, it's like, eek, I'm, you know, making a declarative statement that I'm writing a book. But then you saw how many people responded so positively. And people that I haven't heard from in years were so kind in what they were saying. And then putting the title out there, not one person came back and said, well, who are you to write that? Yes. So, yes. so there we go. A life alive. I love it. That is so beautiful. And the the mean girl in our head is always talking. And I know that this is... This is something that um, most most people are working on. Um, I think, I don't know, more women I know have that mean girl voice um, than men. I think so much of it is the way we're socialized um, so. in our society. But I, I just, I love that it is, um, I can imagine it's as much a continued intention for you as it is for the readers is that fair it is fair and i think even the like the content that i teach on a regular basis i'm always thinking we teach what we need to learn and um, i have to learn these things over and over or it's just part of it but so much of what i think i started however many years ago was really like i'm going to write a business book and then getting into the concept of um well all of this is our life and that what we do for income is a part of it, but it's not the whole thing, um, nor should it be. It's it's a part. So the whole, it's it's broader than that. And nobody needs another business book on, you know, the five silver bullets to increased performance. Um, <laughs> that book's been written many, many, many times. And so what can I say? And when I thought about this, and I'm curious about yours too, because I kept thinking, you know, what what really is the motivation here? And I thought, this is the message I wish I had heard. And this is the message I wish other women in my orbit um, had heard too. And I remember feeling so alone and I, this message wasn't there, um, especially in those early years when, you know, I was laugh, like we were before the internet, Right. And, um, you know, information just wasn't on a phone. And but I wish I had read this. And I think I would have um, felt a lot better, honestly. Yeah, absolutely. So, absolutely. Yeah. Tell us about about your stuff, too. Yes. So um, much like you, I think that I I always wanted to write a book. I, w- I was a journalism major. I started writing when I was I mean, I wrote my first book when I was seven. It was about a cat. It was riveting. I love that. Which, by the way, just a quick interjection. A, I love that so much. I would totally read that. Did you feel like, Kyla, like you needed to write a book or that you you should write a book in order to have, like, um, you know, credibility? Did that ever cross your mind? Yeah, I think I've gone through different uh, phases of thinking about that. So, you know, as a journalism major, I think most journalism majors I know, like, well, you have to write a book at some point. That's just what journalism majors do. And so I think it came from there initially. And then I thought, well, what do I even want to write a book about? Um, And I I actually took a fiction writing class in graduate school. 
and I started writing a fiction book and I thought this isn't this isn't it it's not it's not fiction and so then I you know that nothing happened for a really long time and then I think for me it was this urge to get this information out in the world and in it in sort of one-stop shopping because Mm -hmm. I know you and I have book cases filled with books we're both voracious readers and I I thought I haven't found a book that is like this yet and yeah to your point if I had had this book when I was in corporate America staring out the window every day dreaming about our vacations where we could pretend that we were someone else for a week and we were living this um, amazing life, I would have yeah. done it a lot sooner, right? Mm-hmm. So um, my um, my sort of tagline for my coaching business is called um, living the life you imagined. Which I've always loved, yeah. Thank you. It comes from one of my favorite quotes, Thoreau, go confidently in the direction of your dreams, live the life you imagined. It used to be on a magnet that I had on my refrigerator and I would stare at it and think how I know I'm not living the life I imagined, but I didn't know how to live the life that I imagined. And so I so the book is called Living the Life You Imagined. And again, colon waiting for the the subtitle to emerge. Um, And it will. But for now, it is as much a. I'm going to call it kind of a memoir slash workbook because it's going to be a lot of the, you know, if you ask me, what are the, what are the five key things that helped you transform your life into color when it used to be in black and white, it it will have those, those major areas, but it's also as much, you know, my own story and what I learned, things I used to believe that didn't serve me. Uh, you know, belief systems that held me back from things that I wanted. And then believing that I just didn't know the how of how to get something. And what you and I know is that the how is on a need to know basis. You actually need to set your vision and create, um, create the emotion that's attached to that vision and the why that's attached to that vision and the steps will come. And most people wait for the steps and and then they're, you know, they're kind of in place. And that was definitely, you know, where I was, too. So and then, uh, again, a lot of it is a workbook. So it is questions that you can write because I love a book that has questions in it. Yeah, I, same. I love, you know, and sometimes you'll buy a book and then a workbook will come out later, which I love. Yeah. So I thought I want to combine the book and the workbook um, so love that it. it's one thing. And it really speaks to. Again, things that stood in my way and things that I want people to know, which mostly is that our brain is stuck thinking that we need to go collect berries tomorrow and not get eaten by a dinosaur. And Mm -hmm. that is literally how our world, um, our chaotic world uh, stops us because it feels like there's a dinosaur, tiger, all of those things. We, We talk about that a lot on this podcast, chasing us. And right. So the more that we can understand what is a real threat versus um, a threat that is in our head that our biology hasn't kind of rooted out yet, the more that we can go get everything we want. Um, I am, as we record this podcast, I'm lying in my bed 
recording this podcast. I've never been happier. I love so much. And we're out the window at the water. And I, you know, I would have told you this was only a life I could have dreamt about when you and I were in a traditional corporate job. And so I think for for both you and I, it is a journey toward alignment for both of us. And and that continues to your point. And as much as this book is for others, I want them to have the steps. It's also to create kind of a contextual picture in my head so mm-hmm. that I can continue to move ahead as well, right? Because the yeah. crazy thing is once we get this this life that we want, then we want the next iteration. And sometimes we create our own glass ceiling yeah. that stands in our way. And so we have to continue to break through that glass ceiling and then maybe uncover the next set of belief systems that might be holding us back or the next set of um thoughts that we've you know created that we think help keep us safe but they really don't oh my gosh you did you've done something with your business and with the book that i think is just so so brilliant and how in living the life you imagined and having that as your business tagline then you were able to call the people in your community imagineers and i just i thought that was so neat and so now whenever you're talking to your community you know they have a a neat name and an identity they can be a part of. And I thought that was so, so smart. Mm, thank you. That came from, um, you know, as a as a journalism major, I used to always, and, and I, I did, I took some advertising, advertising classes and I always thought naming came just out of the sky and it just fell out of the sky mm-hmm. into your name, into your lap. And in reality, that's not how most naming works. Most naming okay. comes from, uh, walking through the experience. And so as I started to say, live the life you imagined, and then I, I was, I was um, trading some coaching for some branding with a brilliant um, a branding agent. So good at. Yeah. Um, I, yes. Um, imaginers arose yeah. as kind of the, you know, what these, uh, what these people that were listening really uh, dreamed of for themselves, right? They were imagining a different kind of life as well. And so yeah. building building that um, into the community has been really fun. But again, I, I think it's just so good to know how the sausage is made. It didn't just yeah. fall out of the sky. And, you know, as I, as I have uh, launched this new group coaching program called Your Radiant Mind, that didn't fall out of the sky either. And again, I, I just think it's so important that we talk about this because so much of what held me back was believing that people just magically created this life that they wanted. Right. And that's never true. <laughs> no, it's, it's not true. And we have talked before, like that podcast, the, how I built this. One of the things I so appreciate about that podcast is they're talking to these, you know, really well-known founders who invariably have a story about, you know, gosh, this product tanked, something happened. We thought we wouldn't be able to make payroll. We didn't think we were going to keep going. When in in our mind, looking at the brand or the company, we're like, oh my gosh, they seem to have it all together. And so I love that. Um, one of the things that I talk about in in the book, and again, this is stuff I have to tell myself, is just these concepts of indicator feelings and how um, getting in touch with our feelings. So thing one, I'll come back to that too. But uh, what are little indicator things that happen in our lives that 
our our good little, you know, they're just like little lights on our dashboard that help us know, are we in the lines or are we starting to get out of the lines? Yes. And whenever, if we get out of the lines or the little oil light comes on or whatever, we just don't pull your car over to the side of the highway and chunk the keys in the ditch and walk home. Right? It's just like, what? Well, I mean, like that's sort of the last resort, right? Most of us would be like, oh, let me get back in the line or I'll go to Jiffy Lube tomorrow or whatever it is. Like it's fine. So this is a a message again that I have to hear a lot in terms of, oh, there's this thing, there's this little indicator of something. What is that saying? And I think like you were talking about societal conditioning, I think we are very much conditioned to muscle through things or that you know other people have bigger problems so this this isn't that big of a deal i need to suck it up other people can deal with this whatever it is and we tell our mean girl like shames us about having a feeling right because successful people don't have feelings that's right that's right you know yeah. or you just read that yeah that elon musk um only gets you know one minute of sleep per day and he's fine so why would you need any more or whatever it is it's a bit of an exaggeration but not much and um so these indicator feelings and and just being open to that and not even like jumping all the way to a solution. I'm just trying to get people to realize, like, pay attention. Um, but you had us do an exercise one time when you were here and we were working in these beautiful journals that you brought with fun pens and we were answering all those questions. And I have all those in my closet. I love it. And one of the questions was about lists the last time you felt joy. And I remember, um, you know, you're jumping in with your pencils and everything. And I, I just remember thinking, I don't know. And then I started to feel bad that I didn't know. Mm-hmm. And like, well, I mean, look around. I mean, don't you? And it just, it was this really weird cycle. So I had, that was a really vivid memory. And then kind of jump ahead to um, this December and past, I don't know, we'll go with 12 weeks. Tom and I were riding in the car and we were talking about kind of the same concept about uh, things that we're grateful for, moments of joy. And I came back to that and I said, I don't, I don't know. I'm not feeling a lot of anything right now. Mm. And he was very gracious not to say, well, that's stupid or whatever. There's no judgment. He's just like, I think he actually said, tell me more about that, which is a question that you and I both love. Yes. And, um, you know, we were talking about it and he said, I think it's just your your limbic system is full. Mm. You, you're just full at the time. You can't take anything else in. Yes. Yes. And I thought, wow. Yes to that. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's so interesting. These reflective questions we do, they're so profound, right, in seeing ourselves. And and I know that both of our intentions in our respective books is to give people a space to feel seen and known and reflect. Um, You're okay. We're, we're all, you know, working this life. Um, You know, one of the most profound questions that I got uh, was when is the last time you did something that you knew you'd probably fail at? Oof. And it took me a long time to come up with an answer. This was, this was before I'd left corporate America, by the way. Is it even safe to admit that you failed at anything? I mean, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So I think that 
you know, we all know that we feel most alive when we're evolving and growing. And yet the paradox is we're designed to feel safe in a cave and um, and not go out. So we hope that, you know, as we continue to um, share parts of this journey of writing these books, um, that you too will feel inspired um, to maybe take a small step to something that you're you've been noodling on for a long time and you've always come up with reasons that you weren't ready or didn't know how you know what if you took a small step closer um whatever that is right telling telling a dear friend who's going to cheer you on or saying it publicly like Tyann did it I said I said I was going to write a book in a meeting the other day and um and that put it into the universe right and um and that continues the momentum Absolutely. And again, as I have to keep telling myself, when the mean girls start saying, who are you to write a book? You're not a writer. Like, if you write anything down, you are a writer. Like that, that that's the definition. Right? Absolutely. So and give ourselves permission. It's like, we're, we're way harder on ourselves than anybody else is going to be on us, by the way. Other people want you to succeed. They really do. And if they don't, they shouldn't be in your life. So maybe that's a chapter, right? And but, we need what you have, right? I mean, so many yes. times Tyann and I'll have this beautiful conversation and and I think to myself, that kind of that kind of didn't continue without the two of us, right? It it wasn't sort of captured. And part of why we wanted to do this podcast was to capture the things that have helped us and the ways that we're still growing. And so we we're just grateful you're here for this journey. And we hope again it inspires you to take a step forward. Absolutely. Well said, Kyla. Take care, Page Charters. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. If you'd like to turn the page and design your dream career and life, check out our website at turnthepagewithkylaandtyann.com. While you're there, you can download some fun freebies, see the show notes for the podcast, and also see some behind-the-scenes photos. Those are my favorite. If you'd like to reach us, there's two ways. I'm Tyann, and I specialize in strengths training, speaking, and coaching. You can go over to the website and reach me by clicking the About Tyann button. If you'd like to work with me, Kyla, for transition or life coaching, click on the About Kyla section. This podcast was brought to you by Kyla Martin Consulting and Osborne Consulting Group.